Today's video is about knowing your shit in police work and being educated, know what you're talking about. The reason it's important for you to know the things that we discuss in this group or to take the time to go out and learn it on your own is because it's important for you to know that stuff. Because when it comes down to when circumstances present themselves that you're going to need to know what you're doing and talking about to make sure you did things properly, not only in the eyes of the court, but also within the guidelines of your agency and, and safety issues and all this other stuff. It's important for you to educate. Um, let me elaborate a little bit. We see a lot of case law that comes out where police officers clearly have no familiar familiarity with case law. If you did, you would take that into account um, <clears throat> when you were doing the job that you were doing. You had the incident you were doing or the call you were doing. You would know exactly what you should have done to be in compliance with existing case law. Now, if Everybody, there's people in this group that think that that case law is downplayed. You must understand, you must follow what it says in case law. If you move away or stray away from what the courts have set as far as guidelines, well, you're going to have a problem. Hence, what prompted this video. Uh, a group of our, a group member of ours uh, reached out, wanted to run something past me. Uh, they have a case that is... Um, that had moved forward towards suppression at a very, very high level. It may even be seeing a Supreme Court of the United States level. It's cut, it's it's not far off from that place there yet. And um, a good conversation. There's no blame placed on anybody, but I'm trying to emphasize one of the first questions I had was here in this state. Have you been to my training yet? How long have you known about it for? And it was quite a few years. I'm not telling you to come to my training because we want to make a buck off you. You guys remember we have to run a company here. All this stuff that you guys get costs money and a lot of it. So give a lot of free training. And then the only thing we have is a course you have to attend where you have to pay for a facility use. We have to pay for all sorts of things. And it's so crucial. Yeah. Uh, it's so crucial that People are taking the time to invest in themselves or making the time to go and train um, because it will prevent you from lawsuits or embarrassment or anything along those lines. So here's let me go back to a case years ago at State v. Nishina in New Jersey and what the cops said versus how the courts corrected him. And basically, in a nutshell, Nishina was a Colts Neck case where the guy, the police sergeant in Colts Neck had smelt marijuana on the uh, the person's clothing. And in New Jersey, that gives you a right to search somebody. Not only that, but arrest. But I'm not going to get into that. But it gives you the right to search somebody. So um, he writes in his report, this police officer, this this sergeant in Colts Neck, you know, years ago in 2002, whatever Kinoshina uh, was, 2004, something like that, um, that he detected the odor of marijuana and then he pat frisked the subject for safety purposes. If you guys aren't aware, the threshold or the legal requirement in order to be able to do a pat frisk for safety or a terry frisk for weapons has to be a reasonable belief that the person is currently armed and dangerous or like following a fight or there was a there was a threatening call whatever it may be you just can't pat frisk people at least here in the state of new jersey because they merely stepped out of a car however if they had smelled like marijuana 
Well, you could search them, which is actually a, uh, requires a higher constitutional justification, but they give it to you there. So that's what they said in State versus Nishida. said, look, although the sergeant pat frisked him, we found that that was okay uh, because he could have searched him. But because – and really what they're saying is because this cop didn't know what the fuck he was doing, like we'll correct you, you know, we'll correct your behavior in court. Um, I've heard things where people say like, oh, case law is bullshit. Uh, guys, I mean you're – I can't emphasize how important it is for you, for you to be familiar with this stuff. I know you're getting uh, appetizers of it here in this group. Uh, I can't emphasize enough. Let's see. I didn't have what I have this book here. Where are my other books? Like, I don't know. They made this book. Like, this is 360 PD. This is for New Jersey people. Uh, the Law Enforcement Handbook. I have a 2C book here. Oh, here's my Law Enforcement Handbooks. Like, you know, this is here. This is volume one. This is like the Bible, dude. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is like where. You guys should be knocking out five pages a day on this. If you read this stupid book, I, I don't sell this book. I don't even know. I I, I literally know the guy because I took his class a couple times years ago, and he wouldn't know who I am from a hole in the wall. It's such a, an important book for you to read, and it goes beyond like you know behaviors. And there's a lot more to police work, especially most of you are in patrol division or, or which is reactionary. That you're going to have to know this stuff. So when you come to these situations, you know what you're supposed to do and how to handle them. You'll learn a lot of that. I mean. Essentially why the, the two-day course is so important for everybody to attend, and there's some agencies that literally made it part of their field training, which that was awesome to hear. There's other agencies that told me that the, the only class they can attend is anything that I put on. That was real cool to hear, too. Um, you know, so it, it, what I do in that one-day course or my one-day case law class is give you guys the things that I – at a very minimum that I can squeeze into one day or a half a day or a, a five-hour block of – this is the shit you have to know in order to be able to function and and to be defunct from that. You'll leave yourself out for embarrassment. You're going to look silly, especially when when it comes across the desk of somebody who knows what they're talking about. Um, and un unfortunately, you know, sometimes that's that's lack thereof. So a good job um, in this call we had this morning that was lost because, you know, the person would have had tended to training it would have been done correctly and i'm not saying that to brag i'm saying that because it exists for that reason we want to make sure that people's cases are locked up bad guys are going to jail and we're not suffering embarrassment or any lawsuits or anything like that so uh, another thing i want to tell you too is that somebody brought up when i had a conversation earlier that there was a good um example for you guys to use he this other officer that i talked to said that he had a car that he believed was engaged in criminal activity and the car was pulling out of a, uh, actually, they were like they were um, the police car was coming down the road and they were pulling out, but like they stopped to let the cop go and they waved the cop on. He was like, "No, no, no, you guys keep going." If you're getting that from somebody that you believe could be a vehicle of interest and they're waving you on to go in front of them, that's because they don't want you behind them. Just so we're all clear, if people are engaging you in conversation when you're clearly following them or you've where they realize you've peaked, uh, they've piqued your interest and they start to engage you in conversation about like, oh, officer, hey, how do we get to the closest 7-Eleven? Oh, we're almost out of gas. Hey, we have to pee really bad. Is there a close gas station? And you're like, oh, well, I was going to pull you guys over, but you know, you got one over on me. You got one over on me. Uh, yeah, go right down the roadway here. I'm officer friendly. Like, guys, stop. Stop buying into that. Just think about how criminals will be behaving when you're following them or acting along you know, as far as their behavior. Let's see. Uh, Craig writes in, my book of pals. If you're a cop and you don't know case law and your job well enough to know how to intelligently tell these criminals and movers that you're trying to interdict on the street, they can stick out. I got to see more. Let's see. Uh, you're going to have a hard time. 
and when you're doing with your life, LOL. Uh, take the course, dominate and patrol. Uncle Den is 100%. Yeah, guys, I'm not telling you this because we're trying to make fun or this is important for you guys to know this stuff. It is. When you can become, I mean, there's people who are two, three years on their job. Listen to my advice at their police departments. Read this book. Read the second volume of this book. You're not going to read the third one, but I would implore you to read the third one. I'm going to pick up my pen. I just dropped it. Um, and, and now we're like the case law liaisons, and they have to, like, there's guys with two, three years in the job that are getting stuff ran past them from the rest of the rest of division, all the divisions. Hey, what do you think about this? Is this good? Because one dude took the time to read this thing. You know, it's, it's a lot. I'm not telling you to go sit down and try to challenge, take this whole book. I mean, volume one is uh, 1,200 pages, five pages a day, 10 pages a day. I try to, I'm even bad at it. I try to do 30 a day. I get t- try to get 10 in. Because it's my important, it's important for me to know these things. And then what I do is I take it, I Google these cases, and I elaborate further on. Because when you Google cases, you'll see that other stuff was cited that's not even in this book. And you can read those cases. There's so much that I don't know still that I'm still trying to learn. And if you know, if you think you know it all, you're 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 a fool. All right? I will always be a student. I'm trying to help you guys. My job literally consists of me being in this office harvesting material to train police officers on and making sure you guys get it delivered to you in a digestible way so you can go out and apply in the field uh, immediately. I had one other point to make, but I literally can't remember what that was. Um, but with that being said, guys, I, I hope you have a good weekend. I think I'll be back here uh, Saturday, Sunday, for sure. It's Father's Day. If you guys don't know, I, uh, I'm i a very fertile man and I have quite a few kids rather rapidly. So Sunday will be um, down the Jersey Shore uh, in Point Pleasant. Everybody's going to be there. Look out for me. I'll bring some T-shirts if I see anybody out there. Uh, we'll be there with my uh, family. So if there's anything I can do for you, reach out to me. When that thought comes back to me, if it comes back to me, because it was a good point I wanted to make to other people, uh, when it does come back to me, I will jump back on here and give you a, another live video and some more information. Hopefully you guys can use the stuff I'm giving uh, you. Yeah, you're welcome, brother. Uh, I know that a lot of people appreciate this, and that's why I continue to come on here. You know, we, we, We're here because the people who really appreciate what we do uh, you know, we, we know that I, I know it means a lot to everybody that to be getting, getting this information, this stuff, and it's important for folks. So with that being said, have a great night.